Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity that we have to come into your presence tonight and hear the Word of God. And Father, I just declare that when the Word comes forth, it's going to fall on the good ground in our hearts. It's going to take root, and it's going to produce a hundredfold return in our bodies. Lord, we thank you in advance for the healing that we are seeking. We thank you that we already have it. And Lord, I thank you that as your Word comes forth, our faith will grow and cause us to claim it from this day forward. Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's hold our Bibles up. We're going to make our confession, our family confession in healing class. If you don't have a Bible, we will give you one in the back. But repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. Bible. It's God's Word to me. me. It strengthens me. It It refreshes me. me. It's medicine to me. me. And I love to read my Bible. Bible. Now, how many of you, this is your first semester in healing class? Okay. Okay. Great. I'm so glad you guys are here. So I'm the bossy one. And um, I believe that when someone really believes something, they're passionate about it, they're loud about it, they don't care who's around, that they're just bold about what they believe in and what they, what they uh, believe to be true. So I'm going to say, I'm going to ask, let's do this again. Let's, let's make that declaration like we truly believe that God has healed us and that God has given us his word. Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. See, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> it's God's word to me. It's God's word to me. It strengthens me. It strengthens me. It refreshes me. It's medicine to me. It is medicine to me. And I love to read my Bible. And I love to read my Bible. Amen. The Bible is so important. It is so, so important. And you guys, I, I really mean that. We have to get bold about our faith, bold about the promises of God, knowing that God provides healing to all of us, that by his stripes we were healed. And so it may come across as a little pushy, but I'm pushy because I believe in, in the word of God and I believe that uh, the word of God is available for all of us and I believe that healing is available for all of us, but you have to believe it. You know, um, tonight I wanted to talk about something that I think is very important in our healing journey, and it's this. It's something simple. It's hearing. Hearing. I knew I was going to do that. It's hearing. And, and what I want to talk about is what we hear about God and what we hear from God. Hearing is very important. You know, and I found that firsthand several years back. Um, I was in a season where um, I didn't realize I had a problem, and my wife and my kids knew I had a big problem. You see, every time I was in a conversation with my wife, every time I had a conversation with my kids, I didn't realize I was yelling in simple conversation. They would ask me a question and I'm like, huh? What? And finally, my wife said, you need to go to the doctor. Something is not right. Something's wrong. And I went to the doctor, the ENT, and they looked inside and my entire left earlobe or eardrum was closed up. And so I was only hearing out of my right ear. And so the doctor said, hey, we can do this, you know, one of two ways. Uh, we can admit you and put you in, in the hospital and, and, you know, put some anesthesia, put you under some anesthesia. 
and then go in and, and surgically do that. And, or you can just come into our clinic and we can numb the area and uh, while you're sitting here awake and just take a scalpel and go in and cut it open. So me being the uh, frugal person that I am, I said, okay, what's the price break? <laughs> and so uh, the in-hospital was thousands of dollars. The clinic was, you know, just a little, a, a few hundred dollars. And I said, uh, I'll take answer B. <laughs> so I went in. I remember sitting on the table. And she says, all right, we're going to numb it. And it didn't numb. But she said, we're going to numb it. They went in. They numbed it. And then she goes, okay, all you're going to feel is a little poking around, but it's not going to hurt. It was the most excruciating pain I've ever felt in my life. But they went in, and I felt them cutting on the inside. And then what they did is, is when, they, when they made the incision, they went in, they took a, a tube, and they pushed the tube in so that it could heal around the tube. But I can't tell you how amazing it was because as soon as they made that incision and inserted that tube, all of a sudden I realized I'd been missing out on some things. Like I was, and my wife was sitting there and I said, are there birds singing? And they're like, what? And because I hadn't been able to hear properly, now all of a sudden my hearing was increased and I could hear the birds singing outside. And I was like, is somebody playing music? And someone was in the parking lot playing music from their car. And I didn't realize I was missing all of this because I wasn't hearing properly. Guys, do you know in the same way in our walk with God, in this life he's created for us, that if we're not hearing properly, we're going to miss out. You're not going to be able to partake of the things that he has for you. So it's important for us to hear and hear appropriately. I wanted to start out with my favorite story. I know every time I teach in healing class, somehow I incorporate this lady into my stories. But the woman with the issue of blood, you know, the story in Mark chapter 5 this story means so much to me because I learned so much out of it. And it's here in your notes. It's Mark chapter 5, verses 25 through 34. It says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years, and had suffered many things from many physicians. She'd spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes... I shall be made well. I want to stop there. First of all, I want to make this statement. There is nothing too hard for God. Do you believe that? There's no too, nothing too difficult for God. Here's my second statement. There's no duration, no time that has passed that's too difficult for God even today. If you've been dealing with something for years and, and, and you, you can't shake it and no one can figure out what's going on, God has the answer. God can solve it. God has solved it. And so it says she was suffering with this condition for 12 years. And every expert during that time could not figure it out. All of the money that she had could not help her. But when she heard about God, there's that word heard, all of a sudden now, the narrative changed. Now it became, on the inside, if I can simply get to him, I will be healed. Something changed, and we'll get into that later. So it's important what we hear. So let me ask you this, and I'm asking you, 
so you guys can respond. What do we know about Jesus? Who is Jesus? He's God. Okay. What else? Who is Jesus? Sorry? The Messiah. Okay. Who, who, what, what else is he? He's our, healer. He's our healer. Thank you. You get an A+. Plus. What, is, what else is he? Redeemer. Our example. Here, here, let, me, let, me, let me put a Derek quote out there. If you can't define it, you can't receive it. Like, if you don't know who he is, then you can't receive from him. So if you need him to be a healer, and the scripture says he's a healer, you need to be able to say, he's a healer. He's my healer. If you need him to be a provider, you need provision, then you have to be able to define that out of your mouth and say, he is a provider. So I want to encourage you again before we move on. Who is Jesus? Yes, ma'am. If you can't define it, you can't receive it. If you get into scriptures and the scripture says this is who he is, but that belief, that conviction is not in you, you're not going to be able to receive it. It has to be in you. And so who is Jesus? Who is he? Is he a comforter? Yes. Is he a healer? Yes. Is he a redeemer? Yes. Is, he, is he the one who brings peace? Yes. Is he a provider? Yes. Is he a healer? You see what I'm saying? We have to be able to define that based upon the word of God. And I believe that's what happened to this woman. Somewhere along the way, she heard something and it dropped on the inside of her that he's the answer I need. I've been struggling for 12 years. All my money's gone. But today is the day I'm going to get my healing. Does that make sense, guys? So it's important what we hear. The story goes on in verse uh, 29. It says, immediately after she had uh, gone up and touched his clothes, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched me? But his disciples said to him, you see a multitude thronging you, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her, her who had done this thing, but the woman was fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. So at some point, she, came, she, she heard about Jesus and everything turned around for her. So let's talk about some important things to remember when it comes to our hearing and what we hear. The first thing is, is we have to pay attention to what we hear. There's a lot of facts, a lot of scientific proof, a lot of family history, a lot of information that's going around right now about different diseases and sicknesses and, 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 and everything. And we have to be careful because if we feed on that, if that becomes the gospel truth, then that's going to hurt us. Pay attention to what we're listening to. In Mark chapter 4, verses 21 through 25, it says this. Also, he said to them, is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret that should not come to light. Verse 24. Then he said to, him, said to them, take heed what you hear. Be very careful about what you're listening to. Why? Because it could steer you in the wrong direction. 
If you listen to, to bad news and statistics and, and negative things constantly, it's going to drag you down. It's going to deplete you. It's going to steal your hope, steal your joy. And if you don't correct it, eventually you're going to throw in the towel. That's not what God wants. God didn't send his son to die on a cross for you and I to take stripes on his back for us to throw in the towel. You do realize his body was broken, so our body does not have to be. If I take my phone and I give it to Jessica, don't call anybody. <laughs> and I say, I need you to carry that for me. And she carries it. If she's carrying it, do I need to carry it? No, she's carrying it. It's silly if we're both walking down the hall doing this. She's carrying it. Well, in the same way, Jesus took upon himself the stripes for you and I. So when sickness comes against us, our response is, is, nope, wait a minute. He's already taken care of that. You can't stay because Jesus took that for me. That needs to be our spiritual response. But we have to make sure that we're paying attention to what we're feeding on and listening to. He says, take heed what you, what you hear. The second thing is we have to believe, trust, or be persuaded and have faith in what we hear about healing. We have to believe, trust, and be persuaded and have faith in what we hear about healing. Hebrews 4.2 says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith in those who heard it. Faith is huge. You see, I'm talking from experience. For a long time, I rode on the faith of others. People would say, you believe God heals? Yep. He healed my mom. Do you believe God heals? Yep. He healed Miss Janet. He healed Miss Joy. Well, that doesn't do me any good. I have to know him as Jesus, my healer. We have to, he has to become a personal Jesus before. But if you're going through something, he can still become your personal Jesus. You know, I... One of the things that I've learned is all the promises of God will come to pass if we'll only believe. We have to have faith. Not in any man, any pastor, any organization. Faith in God and his word. Because his word will not fail. We've got to be fully persuaded. We've got to be all in. And if you go all in, you will win. I share that story time and time again about when I was in the hospital with pneumonia. First time in the hospital, being admitted. There was fear that was rising up. There was this confusion that was rising up. How can this happen to me? I'm healthy. I don't get sick. I don't go to hospitals. What's going on? Just came out of nowhere. Entire left lung full of fluid. They bring this nurse in 
who's an expert, and he starts telling me, hey, we're going to put these socks on you so you don't develop blood clots because the last guy who was in here developed blood clots, and he, di he died. In fact, he was the same size and same height as you, and, and I'm like, I'm going to die. That was my thought. I'm, I'm going to die. And for a few minutes, I got caught up in that cycle. I'm young. What's my wife going to do? That's why my daughter, when she came in the hospital room, didn't want to come near me. And I'm just caught up in the fear and the words this man was speaking. We have to be careful who we're listening to. But I spend enough time in the word and I know the truth. And as soon as I stopped on the inside, I was reminded, hey, you teach in healing class. <laughs> and so I picked up my Bible and I began to read and remind myself that by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. And just read over the scriptures that I had taken time to get on the inside of me. And then all of a sudden, as I spent that time, God personalized and reminded me of a scripture. The Bible says that God breathed the breath of life into man. And so all of a sudden now I began to personalize it. And I said, Lord, I thank you that right now you're breathing your breath back into my lungs. And as you breathe your breath into my lungs, there's no room for this bacteria, this fluid. And as you breathe in, that's going out. And I remember we took an x-ray, and my left side of my lungs was full of fluid, and the doctor said, if within an hour nothing changes, we have to drain your lung the old-fashioned way, and showed me this long needle. I don't like long needles. And so I stayed in the Word of God, began speaking it out of my mouth. I'm hearing myself speak the stuff out of my mouth. And an hour later, we went back for another x-ray, and it was all gone. What happened? God's word works. I'm fully persuaded that he's a healer. But more than that, I'm convinced and I trust the fact that he's my healer. I love coming in here and hearing Miss Joy and Miss Janet. Love it. It was several years ago when I stumbled in healing class in Classroom 101 and my life changed. And if I wasn't even a part of this teaching team and on this staff, I would still be coming to healing class. Because it is so beneficial. It has helped me with physical healing. It has helped me with emotional healing, healing of every sort. And the reason it's helped me is because I am persuaded that he's a healer, that healing is, is, is for today, and healing is for me. And so I'm grabbing a hold of it. And that's what God wants for all of us. And so we have to pay attention to what we hear. We have to be persuaded and trust and have faith in what we hear about healing. The next thing is, is, how do we get that trust? How do we get that belief? How, are we how do we become more persuaded? Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We're going to get to that point where we have that conviction, that conviction is strong on the inside of us, the more we get into the word of God. God's word begins to build us up on the inside. So what does that look like? That, it looks like getting scriptures from the back, getting scriptures as you read, and then just walking in your house or sitting in your house and saying, you know, God, you said in Jeremiah 33, 6, behold, I will bring health and healing. I will heal them and reveal them the abundance of peace and truth. And then personalizing it. Lord, I thank you that you're going to bring me health and healing and that you're going to reveal to me an abundance of peace and truth. What are you doing? You're getting the word of God on the inside of you. And your faith is being built up. And you, you don't just do it one time. You don't just do it two times. It's a daily discipline. How many of you in here brush your teeth? 
I hope everybody's hand goes up. <laughs> it's become a daily discipline. Right? How many of you in here drive? Everybody, right? You put gas in your car. It becomes a discipline. Reading the Word of God needs to become a discipline for all of us. Getting His faith scriptures, getting His healing scriptures on the inside of us. And what happens is we begin to be built up and our faith in the area of healing grows. You want to get to the point where when sickness comes, you just fling it off. You know, I always make a joke and I make light in these classes. When we first moved here to Houston, I thought the biggest thing that would frustrate me would be the humidity and the heat. That's not the biggest thing. The biggest thing that, that frustrates me more than anything in this area is y'all got the nastiest bug. It's called love bugs. <laughs> I had never heard such a thing. I had never seen such a thing. And I don't like those things landing on me, and I'm flicking them off. I mean, they cannot land. That's, it's, ah. But I do not let them land because they don't belong on me. That's a conviction I have. In the same way, when sickness comes, if it's a cough, uh-uh, you can't stay. If it's a headache, you can't stay. If it's a hangnail, you can't stay. If it's diabetes, you can't stay. Whatever it is, it cannot stay. That conviction has to be on the inside of you and me the same way we flick off flies or we flick off love bugs. Sickness, you can't stay. But we get to that point by getting in the Word, speaking the Word, and hearing ourselves. Hearing is key. It's very important. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The next thing is, is we have to speak only what we hear from God and His Word. We have some excellent medical professionals who have done a lot of hard work learning their craft and learning their profession. But hear me in this. They are not God. Just like politicians are not God, pastors are not God, parents are not God, school teachers are not God. He is the highest authority. He is the final word. And so... They may come and say, there's nothing more that we can do. That can't be your final word. Your final word needs to be, nothing is impossible for God. Does that make sense, guys? So we need to be speaking out only what we hear God speak. John 16, 13 says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth full and complete truth, for he will not speak of his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father. We can learn from the Holy Spirit. So you see, he doesn't speak anything other than what he hears from the Father. You and I need to put a guard over our mouth, and when we're speaking about our condition, we only speak what the Father says. Well, sir, you have cancer. I've been diagnosed with cancer, but the healing power of God is working in me. There's a difference than saying I have cancer. Well, sir, you have diabetes. I've been diagnosed with diabetes, but the healing power of God is working in me. You see the difference there? We only speak what we hear the Father speak. Because once you start saying, I have, you're taking ownership. 
You don't want to own something that's going to harm you. You want to own the promises that have been made available to you. And healing has been made available to you. Is this making sense, guys? So we want to pay attention to what we hear. We want to have faith in what we hear about healing. Understand faith comes by hearing. And we only want to speak what we hear from God and his word. The next one is we want to stay focused and pay a closer attention to what we're listening to. Hebrews 2.1 says, For this reason, that is because of God's final revelation in his son Jesus, because of Jesus' superiority to the angels, we, might pay, we must pay close attention than ever to the things that we have heard so that we do not drift away from the truth. Wow. We've got to pay close attention to what we're hearing because if not, we will drift away from the truth. What is the truth when it comes to healing? And that's a question for you. What is the truth when it comes to healing? God wants to heal you. Jesus healed everyone that came to him. That's the truth. Is healing available today? Is healing available to you? Does the scripture say that by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed? That's the truth. That's where our focus has to be. That's what we have to stand on. And that is something that all of us have to do. So that's hearing about God. I want to talk a little bit about hearing from God. Hearing is, is important on all sides. Understand this. You can hear personally and specifically from God on anything. I want to say that again. You can hear personally and specifically from God on anything, even healing. God can speak to your heart. He can speak to your heart about taking the medication, not taking the medication. Going to this doctor, not going to that doctor. God can speak to you specifically. That's why I tell everybody it's important that you stop before you make any decision and invite God in. Lord, give me wisdom. Give me clarity. Give me direction. What do I need to do? What do I mean by that? Several years back, um, life was very challenging and, and, and tough. And, and I talked about earlier about being healed physically and emotionally. And I remember having a hard time. I was not sleeping. And I mean literally did not sleep. And I was working a lot of hours. I was agitated, frustrated all the time. Um, wasn't eating food. And finally, after several months, um, my wife said, you need to go see someone because this is not normal. And I, I went to um, a, a doctor, and um, after some tests and questions and everything, he says, you are clinically depressed. I said, I am. He goes, you are. I said, I'm depressed. He goes, yes. Okay. He goes, hold on. He goes into this closet, and he gets a bag full of pills. I mean, a big brown bag full of pills. He said, I want you to take these for the next month, and then come back and see me, and we're going to see how that works, and we'll make some adjustments to the dosage. So I go home, and my, my wife said, what did the doctor say? I said, he said I was depressed. I guess I'm depressed. And she said, what? I said, yeah, the doctor said I'm depressed. I guess I'm depressed. And then I'm like, wait a minute. And again, I've spent time in the Word, and I guess I was quiet enough for a moment. And that scripture that says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. 
And all of a sudden, that part, sound mind, I was like, no, wait, God's given me soundness in my mind that I don't have to be anxious, stressed out, worried all the time. I don't have to be fearful about this and about that. I said, God's given me soundness of mind. And so my wife said, what are you going to do? I said, I feel like God doesn't want me to go this route. That God wants me to trust him and stand on him, stand on his word. So I took that bag of pills and I put it in our pantry. And I made a decision that every day I was going to get into the word of God and find scriptures that helped me in the area of anxiety, stress, and worry. In a matter of weeks, things turned around. I remember that first time I fell asleep, my wife said I was snoring so bad. But what happened? The word of God works. But that's how the Lord led me. He will speak to you personally and specifically, but you have to invite him in. Sometimes we just go off the words of another. Never make a decision without the Lord being a part of it. John 10, 2 through 5 says this. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, and they know his voice. You and I are the sheep. So say it with me. Say, I am his sheep. I hear his voice. He leads me to healing. I follow him because I know his voice. Let's go back and look at that. It says, the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. You know, Jesus can lead you out of sickness. We hear his voice. He wants to lead us out of sickness. And he says that when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before us. And we follow him because we know his voice. So let's say it one more time. Say, I am his sheep. I hear his voice. He leads me to healing. And I follow him because I know his voice. You see, I believe healing is always available to us. You know, there's another story in the Bible I love. It's a story where, where Jesus healed this paralytic man. But my favorite part of that story, it says that when he was teaching, the power to heal was present. Power to heal. I believe because the power to heal was present, more than just that man could have been healed in that instance. But because he and his friends had faith, he was able to get up and walk away a changed man. Do you realize every time the word of God is being taught that the power to heal is present? The power to heal is present. I have no doubt if any of us in this room have the faith and believe that when we leave tonight, healing can drop on the inside and we can leave here changed. Why? Because we have a promise in the Bible that says his word will not return void, but it will accomplish for the very purpose with which he sent it. And the Bible also tells us that he sent his word to heal us. So the fact that the word is being taught, that we're hearing the word of God, healing is present. So receive it tonight. One of the things that we're going to need in order to hear from Jesus, we're going to need 
the Word of God, if we're going to hear Him correctly. In Luke chapter 8, and I'm going to read here in the notes, verses 4 through 15. Do y'all hear that, or is it just me? Okay, so I'm not going crazy, right? All right. I was like, yeah, healing's coming, but not like that. All right. Luke 8, 4 through 15. It says, when a great multitude had gathered and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and he sowed, and some fell by the wayside and was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on a rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up, and it choked it out. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, yielded a crop a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, Who has ears to hear? Let him hear. Then his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables, that the seeing may not see and the hearing may not understand. All right. So now this parable explained. Verse 11. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and, and these have no root, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation they fall away. Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with the cares, the riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on good ground are those who, having heard the word, with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. I believe everybody in here is good ground. That as the word goes forth, it's going to fall on the inside of you and it's going to produce a hundredfold return. A couple of things I want to point out here. It says, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, they keep it and bear much fruit with patience. We have to keep a good heart. We have to keep our hearts clean. Our hearts have to be clean. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, and this is not in your notes, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. We've got to put a guard over our heart. I'm going to challenge you tonight. If you're, if you're dealing with things and, and, and you have some bitterness and unforgiveness on the inside, let it go. Let it go. If there's fear on the, on the inside because, you know what, my, my, my mama died from this and my, my daddy died from this and my grand... Let that fear go. You got to let it go. You can't hold on to those things. Here, here's something that I, I had to walk through myself. You know, we talk about these principles. We talk about God's word being true. And I had a mother who died of cancer. The same woman who taught me these things that I'm teaching you. Just because she died of cancer doesn't mean God's word doesn't work. I've told the entire story about, about how she told me what, how, that she was wanting to go and be with the Lord, but she told my sister and my father and all her friends that she was standing in faith. What was really in her heart is what she told me. She didn't want to be here. But other people thought she was this devout woman of God, strong woman of God, and so in their minds, they're like, why did God let her die? And I spent a lot of time trying to explain how she told me the truth and what was in her heart and everything. But, but here's what, what God showed me. 
in uh, Philippians 2.12. I'm going to read from the New Living Translations. It says, Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important, and this is the part that God showed me, work hard to show the results of your salvation, meaning work out your own salvation. Don't base your salvation on someone else. Work out your own. It's on you and I to dig into the word of God, to build our faith, to build a deep and strong and anchoring relationship with the Lord. Don't base your faith on the result of someone else. Base your faith on the truth of who God is and on the truth of his word. When you start looking to the left and the right of what God didn't do for someone else, we don't have a complete picture. And so instead of spending a lot of energy with why, why God, focus on thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for my healing. We got to work out our own salvation. We don't have a complete picture. Was my mother a bad person? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for her. But I believe, I believe God allowed me to have that conversation because it strengthened me even more. Because I feel like all of us have a responsibility to be image bearers of Christ, to reflect his goodness and his glory to everyone that we come into contact with. And so the Bible is clear. It says many are the afflictions of the righteous. Life's going to happen to all of us. You're going to get a diagnosis. Sickness is going to try to come on you. But the scripture doesn't end there. It says, but the Lord will deliver you from them all. I choose to focus on the back part. God, whatever comes my way, you're going to see me through. You're going to lift me out of this sickness. You're going to heal my body. You're going to strengthen my mind. I focus on that part. And you know what? He's done it every single time. There's a lot of people who focus on the front part. Why me, God? Why me, Lord? Focus on the Lord and him only. And watch what he'll begin to do. Does that make sense, guys? Uh, Luke 21, 34 also says this. But be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down and depressed with the giddiness, debauchery, and the nausea of self-indulgence and the worldly worries of life. It's amazing how when a diagnosis comes, anxiety, worry, and stress just goes to a whole other level. But we, hear, we see here, guard your heart. How do we do that? Get in the Word. Get in healing class. Get in church service. Why? Because when that Word is coming forth, it's going on the inside of you, and it's building your faith up. So that when worry tries to rise up, a scripture rises up higher. When anxiety tries to rise up, that scripture rises even higher. That's how we combat those things, and that's how we win. And what does it mean to keep? He said, having, the, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it. So what does it mean to keep it, and how do we keep it? 
Hebrews 10, 23 and 25 says this, let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. And let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds, not forsaking our meeting together as believers of worship and for, for worship and instruction, as is the habit of some. And that's the amplified version. I want to read, found this new version that really painted a, a clear picture. It's called the Worldwide English New Testament. It says it like this, Hebrews 10, 23 and 25. It says, we must hold on to God's promise that we have said that we believe in. And we must never let go. He has promised it and he will do it. Let us think of one another and help one another to love and do good things. And do not stop going to church meetings as some people do stop. But help each other to be strong. You must do it all the more as you see the great day coming closer. Isn't that good? It says, hold on to God's promises that we said we have believed. We've said it several times tonight that we believe Jesus is a healer, that we believe Jesus is our healer. So we've got to hold on to that. And it says, never let go. Never let go. You know, we've got to be like, we, I, I call it bulldog faith. Boston Terrier faith. We used to have this little Boston Terrier who was a little, he was stuck up. He was a little snobby dog. And so I used to mess with him because he used to mess with me all the time. And he'd have this little toy and I'd go over and grab that toy. Well, that was his toy. And so he'd jump on it. He'd snatch onto it and I would pick it up about this high and then I'd shake it and I'm shaking and he'd hold on to it and he's spinning around and my girls and my wife are screaming, stop, stop, you know. But as, as, you know, however I shook it and however I went, he would still hold on to it. And I remember when I would finally put him down, he'd be walking to the side, but he'd still have his toy in his mouth, you know. <laughs> well, what happened? He was determined he wasn't going to let it go. He was determined that he was going to win. That's the kind of faith we have to have. That God said healing belongs to me. God says healing is working in me right now. God says healing is mine. And I'm going to grab onto that. I'm going to hold it with everything I got. And life may have me walking sideways. But I'm going to be walking sideways healed and whole in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so there's a passage in the scripture, and I'm not going to read it. It's on your notes. It's the last one. It talks about not only being hearers, but doers of the word of God. And so my plan is we talked about hearing. The next time I teach, we'll talk about doing. Um. Amen. Did you get anything? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for uh, your word. Lord, we thank you that your, your, your word fell on good ground. And Father, I thank you that the, present, the, the power to heal was present in our midst tonight. And Father, we thank you that healing is settled in our hearts and that we walk out of here changed, Lord God, by your word. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message has blessed you. Don't forget to check us out on all the social platforms. We're uploading encouraging content on a regular basis. For more information, go to thearcchurch.com. Have a great week.